Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Western North Carolina fishing report, and it's a real treat. We got Shannon the Big Mess Messer back-to-back. How you doing, Shannon? I'm doing good this evening, Marvin. Well, that's great, and you know, it's kind of funny. We were talking before we started recording. I checked your weather, and I mean, it's like, I mean, rain, warm, cold, snow, sleet. It's kind of all over the place. It is a mixed bag for sure, and we have a saying around here that if you don't like the weather, just hang around, it'll change. And that certainly is the case. Um, this past weekend, I was kind of skeptical that it would snow based upon the forecast of the temperatures. And lo and behold, if it didn't change, and we did get some snow Saturday and um, Saturday night. And the, the great news is, is that most of it's already gone today and actually by yesterday. It was a really wet snow, which is going to really help us with our water content coming up in the spring and summer. But it was beautiful, and it came and it went. And, um, you know, the, the weather this week is, as we mentioned, was a little bit all over the place. Uh, we got trips out, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, right now, looking forward, you know, toward the weekend and see how things shape up. But it's February. Overall, if you look at the average temperatures, we're running above as far as what uh, you know it should be. So we're running a little bit warmer. And that makes for some pretty good fishing. And it makes for some comfortable fishing out on the water. So it's a good time to get out. It can be productive. As a matter of fact, I'm seeing some people get their personal best, uh, you know, brown trout and stuff like this out here within the last, you know, week uh, on some of our delayed harvest waters. And it, it's kind of really been neat to see. Yeah, and so did you get enough snow so that you got a shot of really cold snow melt into the system, or was it not quite that much snow? Uh, it's a, the snow amounts varied all over the place. Here at the house, for us, we probably got two inches eventually, but the temperature was quite interesting on how it went. Up at where Myself and Bobby both live up on the north side. I'm a higher elevation than town, and he's even higher than myself. It started off like gangbusters, and then it kind of stopped. And the temperature warmed up, so we did get some melt and runoff. But it's kind of a controlled runoff right now, Marvin. I think if we'd got, you know, that 8, 10, 12 inches, then it would be quite a bit different. But it's not really negatively affecting the water flow right now. Got it. And so, you know, I guess since it's been a little bit warmer, and I imagine, right, the tuck is probably warmer than the water in the park, you know, what do you suggest for folks that want to get out there and try to catch a few? Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. Uh, anything that's kind of the wild right now, those temperatures are typically going to be cooler. And uh, so keep that in mind. And where the tuck is is going to run a smidge warmer for you. Uh, some go-to patterns right now that I suggest, for you and these are patterns that we know that are currently working uh, is going to be a clown egg out of eggs everybody says an egg pattern but i like the clown egg because it has various different colors in it i just like tying them i you know that's the one egg that i tie that i like to tie i think it looks cool and it fishes really good for me so a clown egg a tungsten beadhead squirmy and i'm going to throw the tungsten beadhead in there people do squirmies on hooks without any beads on them and then they're adding split shot and things to it Go ahead and pick up one at the shop that has a tungsten bead head on it. Pink and red are going to be your go-to colors. 
in the rubber leg patterns, the black and ginger combination has been working really well here lately. Like I said, black and ginger with a bead on it. Uh, tungsten beadhead rubber leg prints with a little CDC collar has been amazing. It worked really well for me on Saturday. That was my go-to pattern. Um, also, the tungsten beadhead hair's ear, almost like a guide's choice hair's ear with a nice uh, soft tackle collar around it has worked really good. And if you throw that picture up that I sent you, that was what that fish was landed on. The Frenchies and the Rainbow Warriors, of course, are working. The wild card is going to be the split case PMD with blooming olives coming off. This is a real good pattern uh, with that little split case. It's almost a fluorescent yellow color. They seem to key in on those. Woolly boogers with that hot bead on it works really good and it's been producing really well and i think it's because it looks like they're chasing you know an egg or like a little egg sucking leech sculpzillas and natural in olive and then get to the dry flies um we always think about blooming olives rightfully so but a little 18 or 20 parachute uh you know atoms can do quite well for you uh, that can be a real good pattern Blueing olive, a griffin's gnat, and a black caddis. And for you folks out there that tie up some of your own flies, I'm going to make a suggestion to you. Griffin's gnats are typically tied really small. If you tie some of those, I suggest tying up maybe some 16s and even 14s. It looks like a midge cluster. And also mix up the color. If you use some olive thread, for your griffin's mat and just use a, a dun colored hackle that looks like a really good um like a tiny blooming olive but those little olive kind of dunish color midges that we can see i like that pattern as well and it can produce some good fish for us yeah it's interesting you know other than the dry fly uh, patterns you talked about it seems like the moral of the story is and you'd expect this in the winter time is to get some weight on those flies that is correct, and I'm a huge advocate of strike detection. Um, people don't seem to set the hook. At times, it's not going to be a drastic you know, take. It's not going to be a hard take. So anything that's different, you need to set the hook. That's super important. But managing your weight, whether if you're tying your flies and you're using tungsten beads or non-tungsten beads or you're adding wraps of lead-free wire to it to really manage that, to get that in the right water column to where they're actually hanging that particular time really will, you know, increase your chances of getting on fish or decrease it if you're not in the right spot. I think it's its own little game out there that some folks have gone a really, <laughs> real, been real successful in managing that, Marvin, and it's made them real successful out there in the fly fishing world, and they're pretty popular because of it, but there's a lot to it. We often forget that a basic pheasant tail pattern non-beaten can be a really successful pattern or even a non-beaded hair's ear. We forget about that because we get caught up in this other stuff. Uh, those can be, uh, you know, good fish producers as well, maybe fished in tandem with another pattern. And because it's moving through that water column a little bit more freely, you know, maybe it, it, it excites a strike out of the fish. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because you gave us, you were so generous in sharing patterns that uh, we had a question from Chip about non-blueing olive patterns to use in the winter. And I think, I think you hit that pretty well, but if there's anything you want to add, uh, throw it in now. Sure. Chip, no, I, I certainly, you know, appreciate the, you know, the question there, Chip. 
Um, I think I kind of hit on those right there, but it, you know, an atom can be really good for you. It works, you know, year round. I mean, it's a gold standard, uh, you know, around the world. The Griffin's gnat, um, you know, also your little black caddis. Take your um, take a Griffin's gnat and do it in the olive color. Just change up the colors on it right there. Another pattern that I tie, Marvin, and it's called a Gallup Scuba Midge. It's uh, about a size 18. It's not that difficult to tie. It's just proportions when you're tying on hooks that small. That can be a real good one. Uh, that little flash that we put on it around the wing, it, when the light hits it, it's very translucent. And it, I think it really may be a trigger or strike sometimes. It's very natural looking. But you want to trim the hackle underneath the bottom side so it sets really low in that water film. Okay. And that could be the key to some of these dries, too. If fish are coming up to your dries and they're turning, they're not taking, and they consistently do that, there's two things wrong, a couple of things wrong. Number one, the, the fly could be too big. You could have micro drag. And if you eliminate those things, maybe it's setting too high in the water column. So take your nippers or scissors on your forceps and cut, cut the bottom of the hackle off and let it set lower in the water. And sometimes that will trigger that strike that uh, it's just such a slight change, but it makes a tremendous difference. And the other thing we talk about non-blooming olive, a pattern that I tie is just a basic. You could do a parachute pheasant tail uh, in some 18, or if you want to take some peacock curl, Marvin, I take an eraser and just kind of erase all those barbules off. And I'll use that for the body yeah, with some little blue done hackle, and that can work quite well, too. Yeah, all super great suggestions. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. It, you can send them to us. You can email them to us. Send them to us on Facebook or Instagram. You know, if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag, and you'll get into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And before I let you hop, Shannon, why don't you let folks know about the stores, the locations, and hours, and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, and, and Chip, man, appreciate the question. And for everyone who actually submits those questions, we really appreciate that at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. Tuckasegee Fly Shop has two locations. Um, the first and original location, which is seven years old now, is at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina. The second location is located at 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. You only have to call one number to get either shop. That's area code 828-488-3333. You can find us on the World Wide Web at tuckflyshop.com. Or you can send us an email at info at tuckflyshop.com. The hours currently we are running. We're running Monday through Saturday at our Silva location, 9 to 5. We are currently closed on Sundays. Bryson City, North Carolina location. We are running 10 to 2, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then 9 to 5, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, so there you go. Well, that's awesome. Well, listen, folks, uh, even though the weather is going to be a little bit wonky over the next uh, two weeks, you owe it to yourself to take all of Shannon's good advice and get out there and catch a few fish. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Shannon. I appreciate it, Marvin. Take care, everybody.